0: What is up guys welcome to another episode of official visit the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. I'm Joe Jimenez here with Jared Penman and today we have Alec Rich Alec is from Kentfield California and went to Branson High School before deciding to attend Middlebury College for both football and baseball. Middlebury is a high academic Division three school in Vermont which is in the NESCAC conference. Alec was a three sport athlete in high school and knew he wanted to play college sports but he didn't really know how to start his recruiting process and didn't actively start getting his name out there until the summer before his senior year. After receiving his offer from Middlebury, he chose to keep his options open, specifically for any Division I schools. After a crazy fall, Alec finally decided to attend Middlebury for both baseball and football. So let's go. Alec, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on. Doing great. Thank you guys for having me on i really of course, appreciate it of course, of course um so alec you're a three-sport athlete in high school you played football basketball and baseball when did you realize you wanted to play college baseball or i guess college fit, college football too but when did you want to play sports in college um honestly
1: for me playing sports in college has been something i'd always dreamed about um When I was was nine years old, (laughs) my dad was taking me to, you know, schools. You know, we were just walking around, you know, places such as Harvard or uh, Stanford. And he was always like, what if you could play baseball here? Like, think about how cool that would be. So it had always been something in my mind. Um, I kind of had always figured it was going to be baseball. uh, Since baseball has been pretty much my main sport, my sport I've been best at probably since I was a little kid. So I always figured it was going to be baseball. Um, But, yeah, probably since I was a little kid, I'd always been thinking about college sports and then going on and playing pro ball, hopefully. So, I mean,
2: when did you – because obviously we all all have that realization of like, okay, like I actually can – I can actually play at the next level. When did you have that realization and when did you kind of start your recruiting process to kind of get to the next level?
1: I think I had that realization – Probably in the summer between my sophomore and junior year of high school. I played for the California Warriors, which is a travel ball program uh, in Marin County, where I'm from in the Bay Area. And I had played on a team the whole summer, but I've been asked to go down to the Phil Singer Showcase down in San Diego, where, you know, crawling with college coaches and uh, pro scouts and, I mean, amazing talent. It's probably one of the best tournaments put on in the summer. Um, outside of showcases and stuff for players to be seen. And uh, I was asked to go down and play with the team uh, that was going down there, which was guys either going into college or going into their senior year of high school. Um, so it was a lot of really good players. And I got gone down there just to be a kind of a replacement pitcher, um, pinch hitter. I wasn't really expecting to play much, but just as it turned out, a couple of guys got hurt and I got an opportunity to play and I just kind of ran with it and ended up having a great tournament and started the last four games for the team. Um, And I think kind of then I realized, wow, you know, I, I belong here. You know, I am one of the more talented guys, I, I think. And, you know, I felt like I could perform at the level that these guys that were heading into college or getting recruited by all these schools were performing at. So for me, that was kind of like an eye-opening experience. Um, And I would say that was probably the first time where I really truly believed that I could play college baseball, you know, before that, you know, my, my high school coach, other guys on the team had been, you know, been saying you can play college, you can play college baseball, like you're a college baseball player, blah, 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 this and that. But it was like at a moment then when I was actually competing against guys that either committed to schools were being looked at by certain schools um, and succeeding in that, you know, in that competition, succeeding, succeeding in that situation where I felt like, wow, I, I really belong here.
2: Was, cause you, you mentioned you kind of filled in, was that, um, where you could get seen by coaches or was it just kind of, uh, just a place to play? I mean, did you get looks, uh, there that summer after your sophomore year?
1: I didn't really get any looks that year. I was honestly like, I was just excited to go down cause it was like a vacation to San Diego and I got to play baseball and I knew a bunch of guys on the team, either from high school or playing, um just through the Warriors program and just from around. And I was, like, pretty stoked to go down there just to play and hang out in San Diego. Um, so I wasn't expecting to get looks. I didn't really get any looks from that. Um, I didn't really, like, email or talk to any coaches or, like, actively try and reach out to any coaches because I didn't really, like, think that that was a thing. And I didn't even know what that process was like at that point. So I was just kind of going down there as, like, a happy-go-hucky, like, replacement guy. And it ended up just, just turning out that I was I played really, really well. And it was kind of, that's why it was so eye-opening for me. I was like, whoa, I can play at this level. Maybe I should start reaching out to coaches and start like trying to get recruited. Cause I nobody had really advised me about the whole process. So I was just like, I'm just going down here to play and hopefully we win games and win the tournament. That was that was kind of my whole my goal and what I thought the whole thing was about. So Alec,
0: when I guess I guess the question is why did you start your recruiting process so late? Like you, you wanted, you knew you wanted to play college baseball. Was it just a lack of knowledge, lack of information type of thing where you just didn't really know what to do or were you, I mean, you said you, you did want to play, I, I guess. What was it? What was it that made you start so late?
1: Yeah. So for me, it was actually at the end. Of, so that was the sophomore before my junior year of high school. And, um, and for me, actually, that was the, the, excuse me, I misspoke. That was actually before my sophomore year of high school. And for me at that point, um, everybody had told me, said, hey, it kind of, you know, it's going to happen later. Like, you're going to get seen. It'll be your junior summer or, or the summer before your junior year, or the summer before your senior year. Um, and that's kind of just the advice and the information I would received. So I didn't really think it was necessary to start reaching out to schools then. Got it. Um, Got it. And honestly, I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference at that point, Um, if I had reached out to schools earlier. You know, like my before my sophomore year of high school, I don't know if that had really would have made a difference. I don't know if that would have been the right thing to do because I was like, I wasn't developed yet, and I was pretty like a pretty raw prospect. And as you were saying, the reason honestly, the reason why everything started so late for me is because I played three sports, so in the summers. I wasn't only playing baseball. I I mean, I was busy playing basketball. We played summer league. Summer league hoops would take up the first six weeks of summer for the most part. I was definitely playing a lot more basketball. And then like July, August would be all baseball. Um, And then there's football sprinkled in there. So for me, it was just, I was so busy in the summer. I didn't really like think about going to showcases because I didn't really have, I didn't think I had time for that or didn't really think it was that important at that point. Um, so for me it all kind of it's really started the next summer I did a little bit uh, a couple things to start my recruiting process but really it all happened for me the summer before my senior year of high school in between junior and senior year
0: so Alec I remember we've had this conversation multiple times with multiple guests on the show but this idea of of You gotta develop before you really showcase yourself. And and you mentioned that you didn't really know what difference it would make if you had started a little earlier. Was do you think the whole develop making sure you're developed before you go out into these showcases and camps and playing in front of coaches? Do you think that's a huge I guess a huge part of the recruiting process that no one really focuses on right now? Um I mean, for me, I think it's
1: such a unique – it just depends on who you are as a player. You know, if I – like, going into my sophomore year of high school, I was probably, you know, 5'11", 6 feet tall and 170 pounds. Like, I was a pretty skinny kid. Um, You know, I really – I I really wasn't very strong either. Like, I didn't lift weights or anything, so I was, like – it was all pretty, like – whatever was there was just, like, kind of what I was. Um. So I think it's you know it's so it's so unique. You know, you see kids these days who are you know they're huge and you know they start lifting so early and they're absolute you know monsters by the time they're freshmen and sophomores in high schools. And I think for those kids, you know, you want to go out and showcase that because you have so you know you're such so developed and and so like advanced at that stage. Um, but I think it's really I think it's such a unique, a unique idea because if you throw you know. You know, all so, you know bad mouth people throw seventy five, but if you're a soft going to your sophomore year of high school, you throw 75, 80 miles an hour. Like you're not really going to turn a lot of heads. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I think I think it's just it's just unique. Like if you can showcase yourself and you have the skills and the talent to do that, then yeah, you should absolutely you should go out there and you should get out there as soon as possible and start turning heads as soon as you can. Um, but if it's just like if you're not ready to do that yet and you're not quite there development wise, you know, you probably don't want to showcase a bad, you know, the worst version of yourself or just hope that you, you know, the best version of yourself comes to play on a certain given, you know, any given day. Right. right. So I think it's just unique, it's just, it's unique to each player.
2: I agree. And that's kind of what, what we have come to a consensus on is it's, it's so individualized, but Alec, I'm curious, you talked about how you kind of had a lack of information when you, kind of got the ball rolling with your recruiting process but so what what camps what showcases what events did you go to and like why did you go to those camps or showcases i mean were you driven by a certain area of the country or to certain schools or tell us tell us a little bit more about that
1: yeah so i was really interested in high academic schools i had always taken pride in my academics. school has always been something that's very important to me and using baseball as a door to even get me into schools that I probably wouldn't have been able to get into just with my grades was something that really interested me. So right away, I was looking at a pretty short list of schools. Um, You know, obviously there are only so few, you know, really great schools. And those were kind of the ones that really interested me. And I always thought, Hey, if I could, if I could use baseball to, you know, get my foot in the door, you know, academically in one of these schools, like that'd be a pretty awesome achievement and also play baseball. You know, obviously I wanted to look for a place that also had the perfect blend of baseball and academics. Like I just want to go somewhere where baseball wasn't important. So for me, I was looking, um, targeting showcases such as the Head First ones. Um, those ones bring together a lot of those schools. So I did, um, I did a headfirst showcase in Long Island. That was actually the last one I did. The first one I did was I did this. It was kind of this little baseball camp run by a coach down in L.A. called B1 Baseball. And I did these Wednesday workouts that he would put on where it was a showcase like environment with about 40 kids. And there would be anywhere from like two to five coaches from higher academic schools, either from Southern California, um, and actually some from the East coast when they were, you know, on the recruiting circuit, they would stop by on Wednesdays because there were really no other showcases going on on Wednesdays. So that was a pretty good advantage. Um, so I started doing that my junior year. And then my senior year, I went to two show ball events. Um, one in Los Angeles and one on the East Coast, and then I also did Stanford camp. So I really – I mean, I did – I think it was in total I did four showcases in these Wednesday small workouts with the program I was kind of trying out um, down in Los Angeles, and they all targeted kind of high academic schools. Um, But there were certainly – I mean, there were – honestly, I I really – was thankful for these experiences the showcases because it also opened my eyes to so many other schools that I didn't even like know existed or were good baseball wise. And just being Mm -hmm. able to talk to those coaches and introduced to those programs was, was really awesome for someone like me who I wasn't really familiar with a ton of schools on the East coast. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially at the D three level, there's only so few West coast D three teams, which is kind of a shame. There's only the ones in Southern California and the ones up in the Pacific Northwest. So right. th- it was really so, good for me to go to those and meet those coaches and get introduced to those schools.
0: Alec, you're saying you you valued academics a lot. What, well, I guess what what's your major right now? And how much research were you putting into the list that you had in terms of, okay, like this is a major I'm looking at. I'm going to look at and check out which Which school has the best program for this specific major?
1: Uh, I'm an econ major now at Middlebury College. Middlebury is a liberal arts school, so it doesn't really have, like, a business school. But a lot of guys that – most guys and most people that go into uh, the business world after or even, honestly, into the sports world also are econ majors. It's kind of like the basic major at Middlebury. And in terms of research, I mean, I was really interested in going to business school and I wanted to kind of be a business-oriented major. So I was looking at a ton of different schools, whether it be schools that had legit business schools, business programs, you know, tracks to get an MBA, or schools, you know, like Middlebury, where it was liberal arts, didn't quite have the full business school, but you, you know, had an econ major, and then you could take electives that were more business-like classes which is the track that I'm heading on now. Like I'm still doing, you know, classes such as accounting, marketing, but they're just not under the econ, my major umbrella, but they're still offered as electives. Um, so for me, I kind of found that, yes, it would be really cool to go to a school that had a legit business school. Um, and that would be awesome if that was how it worked out. But I also found that were alternatives. If I went to a liberal arts school, smaller, uh, smaller school, Schools that didn't offer the business, the exact business track I was looking for, you know, there are alternatives to get a very similar experience um, academic wise, you know, in the field that I was looking for. So that's kind of what I found. And looking at it from that perspective, opened up my list of schools, obviously, which was definitely helpful. You know, if I'd only looked for schools, you know, the one high academic business school, this that you know i would have had like two schools to choose from and it just you know wouldn't have worked out so um that was kind of my thinking academically
2: and so we we talked a little bit off off air but you had you you were talking to some very very high institutions whether it be division one division three but What kind of led to your ultimate decision of deciding to go to Middlebury College?
1: Um, Yeah. So for me, it was, it was a pretty crazy. My recruiting process was pretty crazy in the sense that it happened all so fast. Like I said, a couple schools had seen me my summer before my junior year of high school. I was on a couple radars. Some coaches knew who I was, but they didn't, they didn't really know, you know, exactly. Like, they didn't really know me. They just maybe seen me play it, you know, a handful of times or seen some video, this and that. Um, so everything happened for me super fast. I was fortunate enough to have a close family friend who pitched at Middlebury College. And he basically told the head coach, uh, Coach Leonard, hey, there's this kid. He wants to play college baseball. He's really smart. He's really, you know, he's pretty good here's some video here are stats, this and that, you know, his dad was sending scouting reports to, <laughs> um, to coach Leonard up from my high school games and was, you know, give, so, you know, that alone, you know, helps coach Leonard get to know me pretty fast. Um, and that really was the first school that had true interest in me. Um, and I talked to him pretty early on in my summer before my senior year of high school, and that was kind of the first school that had, you know, first school that was really on, on my, I guess, you know, on my case or, you know, knew who I was. Right. Um, but yeah, so everything happened super fast. I went to all these camps. I started playing really well. Went to some showcases, played in the Phil Singer in San Diego and tore it up um, again that summer and I actually talked to coaches this time. I was actually like advocating for myself and emailed people ahead <laughs> of time, <laughs> which I like, was a crazy thought to, to do that. Um, and by the, you know, by the time school was starting my, you know, my senior year of high school, I had been like pretty convinced that I was going to go to one of three schools. I'd found like a top final three. And I was like, you know, I'm really happy with this. Um, and kind of just, you know, stuff happened. I, you know, waited some schools out, waited to hear some things about my grades, this and that. And you know, by the time it was October, I had committed to Middlebury. Just I just felt like it was the right fit, and they had stuck with me through all those months. You know, you have, you know, you know, schools are like, hey, we really want you, and you don't hear from them two weeks later. Or, hey, we really want right. you, but we need to hear back by this day. And it's like, you know, I'm not ready to make that decision quite yet. Like, can you, you know, right. can, can you guys wait for me? And they're like, no, we can't. Um, <laughs> and Middlebury was kind of the only school that the whole time was like, hey, on your time, you know, we really want you. We're always going to be here. We really want you. Um, so when you're ready to decide, make that decision and you know, we'd really like you to come play for us. And for I mean, I really valued that a lot. That, you know, sense of trustworthiness in such an untrustworthy world that is the baseball recruiting world, um, <laughs> the college recruiting world, you know, so like who knows who, you know, who'd you hear that from? Right. This person, that person, you know, coaches can sometimes be, you know tough to deal with especially for a 17 year old kid dealing with mm-hmm. like grown you know grown men who are in these positions of like yeah i really really want to come play for you and he's got you know, 50 kids that are like that
0: right um, and 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 alec i guess when we when we do these interviews it, it just seems that every guy that we've talked to you know they've they've found the place that fits for them and one of the biggest factors is just that relationship with the coaching staff or whoever's recruiting them is is kind of the deal breaker right so we're in this world of you know like the reality is you you like me um i guess all three of us were waiting out division three coaches and and just waiting for a division one offer like waiting 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 and then i guess we all end up division three right but it's it's that idea of you know, we realize that Division Three is the best fit for us. But I think a lot of people don't realize that, and they're still just chasing the Division One dream, but they just don't feel that – have that connection um, with the relationship with the coaches that's huge. Was, was that just, like, one of the biggest parts of, of deciding to go to Middlebury?
1: Yeah, like I said before, you know, Middlebury coaching staff – had really taken the time and, you know, spent the energy developing a relationship with not only me, but my family as well. I mean, calling my parents, talking to, you know, talking to my dad, my dad was definitely like worried about having to go to Vermont to play baseball. He was, he was <laughs> like, that's a long ways for me to go. It's a long way for you to go. Like you've never even been in weather that cold your entire life. Um, and the coaches staff took a long time and a lot of time and energy developing relationships with both of us. And, you know, just even if it was little text, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, we don't really need, you know, we don't need to hear anything about if you want to come or not, but just checking in, seeing how you're doing. Um, how's baseball going right now in the summer? Um, just stuff like that was really important to me. I think it stuck with me throughout the whole process, the ups and downs, even when I wasn't really, you know, showing middle you know, hundred percent love or being like, Oh my God, you know, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to be. You know, at the end, when it was time to make a decision, you know, those little things stuck with me and I just felt very comfortable around the coaches. And I felt like such a short amount of time, you know, and such, you know, you don't have very much face to face time. It's like speed dating, honestly, you know, with these college coaches, (laughs) it really is. It's like speed dating. Um, I just felt like in, you know, that short amount of time I'd really gotten comfortable and actually gotten to know these coaches and I, you know, I was, I trusted them and I knew, Hey, if I go here, they're going to want to develop me. I'm not just going to go there just to be another piece, you know, in this, in the larger, you know, puzzle, it was, Hey, we actually really want to develop you and really want to take our, you know, our time to make you a better player. And so, and
2: I think, I think that was, I think the comfortability aspect of it, right? It's because, um, like you said, it's like speed dating. It's big, big pool, and then dwindle it down, dwindle it down, dwindle it down. And I think that a little bit of the uncertainty with talking to Division three coaches and committing to Division three schools is just the the thought process that Division one Baseball is 100 times better than Division 3 baseball. Which don't get me wrong, Division Division 1 baseball is great baseball, but there's also very very good Division 3 baseball. So I mean, was that something that was kind of at the forefront of your mind and then once you got to Middlebury was 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 it what you expected uh, baseball skill-wise or was it was it farther beyond what you had thought?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the idea, it's like uh, everybody wants to be a Division One baseball player. You know, say like, oh, I was a D1 athlete, you know, this, that, like, hell yeah. Like, obviously, like, I really wanted to do that. I wanted to be that guy. Um, and I think anybody that tells you, like, otherwise is probably lying to themselves. You know, everybody says, hey, I yep. want to be this the D1 guy. And so that was definitely, you know, hard for me to, you know, to not come to terms with, but like think about like, oh, I'm actually, you know, I'm going to a D3 school. To you know, to play baseball, and I think honestly, be, going to play football also helped because it, it like felt like to me, like self confidence wise, it was like, oh, I'm going to play football and ba- you know, football and baseball, you know, that's like, you know, so cool. Um, but when I got to school, like I was like, holy crap, I was blown away by the talent that we had, um, in the program. And you know, you go up there, my first live at bat, you know, the pitcher was thrown like you know, 90 miles an hour. And I was like, holy crap, I didn't know we had this. <laughs> you know, I didn't know this was a good thing <laughs> in the Division Three level. I kind of thought it was going to be, you know, yeah, there were going to be some good players, but it was going to be, you know, a lesser quality of baseball. But I was you know, I was so far off in thinking that. And, like, looking back at it, it's kind of funny to think about. Um, and, at you know, at this level, you, you know, at schools even in the middle of Vermont, like, you're, there's going to be really talented baseball players we have some guys on our team that it's like, how did they end up here? You know, like, mm-hmm. we are so fortunate that they are in our program. Um, and I know that's the same way with, you know, with tons of D3 schools. Yeah. Um, I was, so I was, just, I was going to say
0: that that's like the same exact thing at Chapman. I remember going on Chapman's like first practice. And I mean, Penny or Jared, you remember Tyler Cook and, <laughs> and, cookie's just peppering the left center field fence that's like 380 and just peppering it line drives like insane but i i i can't like reiterate it enough of you know division three baseball isn't as bad as as people think it is like i swear every time um you know everyone talks about division three baseball it's like yeah this kid throws 80 poo whatever but that's not the reality of it i mean Nick hit 98. Alec, when you throw, I know you're upper eights, low nines. There are dudes all over the country in all divisions. It's just a fact. And, like, again, it's just finding the right fit. But, Alec, I want to go into, like, the whole two-sport aspect at Middlebury. Um, That's – I mean, a commitment to one college sport is huge. How is – how is it playing two sports? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was
1: pretty crazy, I can't lie. Um, you know, my football story is a whole other funny story in itself. Just I'll give you a quick background. I played football for two years in high school and I went to a small high school and we played eight-man football. So for me it was like <laughs> kind of like haha, this is fun, like not real football. I was like, this is cool. Never did I think of my like wildest dreams that I would be actually going and playing college football, like real <laughs> college football. Um, and I remember showing up on the first day um, at football camp in the fall. You know, we go there a couple of weeks early, whatever for football. Um, and like walking in the locker room and seeing some of these dudes and they're just like absolute beasts, monsters, just like. I remember we everybody put their pads on the first time, and I went out to the field. I was like, "What am I doing?" I was like, "This is, <laughs> this is such a mistake." Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> um, but after a couple of weeks, like, I, I went I played receiver at Middlebury my freshman year, um, and ended up actually playing corner and safety as well. And I just remember, like, it was it was honestly absurd. It was it was comically funny. And there are definitely some growing pains, like, understanding, like, actual 11-man football. I'm an avid, fo- you know, avid sports junkie. I, I love, love watching football. Um, but, like, it's so different actually playing 11-man football where guys are, you know, hitting each other. And, again, like, at, this is, you know, D3 baseball. As you talked about, Joe, there are dudes at every level. There are dudes at every level for D3 football, too. I mean, we had some – we played some kids, and we had some kids on our team that were monsters. I mean, just monsters. Um, so my freshman fall was pretty crazy, pretty hectic. I was, you know, obviously adjusting to life on the East coast, you know, being really far away from home for, you know, the first time in my academic life, um, first year in college, first semester in college, you know, socially meeting new friends, meeting new people. Um, but I'm really thankful for the, the opportunity I had to play football One, I had an absolute blast. It was so much fun. Two, it helped me meet new people in college, which was so huge. You know, my freshman fall, being a part of a sports team was a sports team that was playing games was really awesome. Um, And I feel like it's helped me now. I have so many, you know, such a wide variety of friends because of, you know, I think a lot of that is because of football. Um, And it helped me adjust to college. It really did. Like, it really helped me adjust to what life was like. Cause instantly, I was like, I was thrown in to having to balance time. But you know, my time between we got practice every day from four to seven. You got to watch film. You got to get your lifts in. You got to do this. Uh, we travel on the weekends sometimes to games. Like you got to be on top of your schoolwork. Um, and for me, it was huge to adjust to college. I, I'm and I'm really thankful for the opportunity I had to play football. That being said, as I told you guys, you know, it only lasted one year. It was kind of a it was a Fun it was fun while it lasted. I ended up getting hurt and I had to <laughs> choose between football and baseball. And uh, I had, you know, as fun as football was, I had you know, I had to pick baseball. Um but yeah, no, it was an awesome experience.
2: I wanna I wanna move back to back to baseball. What what is the player development like at Middlebury again, going back to the, the whole D three thought process for a lot of people is that you you won't develop um at a at a D three program, and oh, we keep going back to Nick, but Nick Nick Garcia, our teammate at Chapman, came in as a as a left handed hitting third baseman and left as a third round pick um, <laughs> to the Pirates as a right handed pitcher. I mean, it's that we we obviously have a very great developmental pitching program, but what is what is it like over at Middlebury?
0: Yeah,
1: I can't say we've had anybody come in. <laughs> third come on a third rounder I mean I think that's just frankly pretty absurd even at like division one levels <laughs> um, but I mean I guess this is kind of like my time not to do like a recruiting pitch for Middlebury but to explain kind of like how we do things um, so I, I mean ba- I mean baseball and Vermont don't really go well together just from the, you know, the get go you say those two things and it's like baseball Vermont like isn't it snowing half the time and I mean and it is it's really cold <laughs> But we're really, really fortunate. Um, I mean, I looked at tons, tons of schools on the East Coast in places where, you know, it is cold. And I, yeah, I feel pretty good saying that we have the nicest facility, you know, indoor facility out of any of those schools. Um, I mean, we have this beautiful field house where guys can go in there any day of the week, pretty much any between 7 a.m. and 10 p.m., and they can drop down the cages um, that we have a specific area. We have four baseball full-length tunnel cages. Can go in there, set up the machine. You know, put in an L screen, throw BP to each other, set up T's. You know, we have all all of that stuff, um, and we have a hit tracks, which is also awesome. We're one of the few schools that, especially the D3 level, that has that. And so that just being able to collect data and when you're inside, see how your ball flight would be. Um, it's pretty huge. And then from, you know, our, obviously right when we get to school, it's really beautiful out. So we're able to practice full go September, October. And then once we go inside, we're able to drop down um, certain, you know, pull up certain nets inside and drop down these other ones to protect the, you mm-hmm. know, the interior of the field house. But we're actually able to do a pretty much full, full on scrimmage. We have you know, full infields um, and two outfielders. There's one area where there's no real right field, so it's kind of tough. But that's – I mean, that's where we set up the hit tracks, and it can tell us if you smoke a ball into the net in right field, if it would be an out or a fly out or a home run, whatever. Right. Um, and so having these facilities, um, you know, at our disposal and having a um, pretty nice weight room at our disposal and have we have a really nice locker room as well, new this year. Um, I, I mean, I think it's really taken our program to the next level. Middlebury kind of used to be a a bottom seller team like five years ago, but Coach Leonard's come in and just turned the whole thing around and honestly, I think the biggest change and guys will tell you who were seniors on the team my freshman year, they were actually there for the last year of, before Coach Leonard came and they'll say, you know, in those four years, the team went from like having summer or having uh, fall practices, end up in, you know, football two-hand touch games to like you know, people actually, like, gave a, you know, gave a damn about baseball. And, like, our, I think guys on our team, everybody really loves baseball and loves being a baseball player and embraces it and tries to get the best they can. Because when you look around, it's like, you know, you look one way and we've got a kid this kid this named Henry Schermacki he who's an absolute beast, you know, deadlifting 600 pounds for nine reps. And he looked to your right and you're like, holy crap, our, you know, our Friday pitcher is throwing 91 miles an hour. It's like, okay, like if I don't start working, like I'm gonna get past. Um, mm-hmm. so I think the culture at Middlebury is just it's done a full 180 from what it used to be, and I think you know, baseball is a big deal. And uh, the results have showed that we've you know been in the conference championship two out of the last three years. Um, next, next thing we need to break through, get the monkey off our back, is get to the NCAA tournament, but that was gonna happen this year until Corona came, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: classic classic Rona. that's uh it's a hell of a rec- Alec. no seriously that it, it, i mean we played middlebury jared we played middlebury what that was your junior year yeah and i mean they had, they challenged talented team it came down to came down to one one big home run from from gavin Blodgett off of colby Morris. sorry colby um <laughs> but yeah i mean middlebury up and coming program uh, seriously it 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 sounds like it really has made a lot of changes. Alec, one last question for you. You know, you're standing in a room with a bunch of no, let's say like it's the baseball program for at Branson and some kid asks you, hey, like what piece of advice would you leave for us? What would you say to him?
1: Yeah, I'd say um I probably got two two big things for me that have stuck with me about the recruiting process, and have really, I think, looking back, would have been something nice to hear, or had taken seriously if I had heard it um, when I was going through the whole thing. The first thing is value coaches who you know put their time and energy actually into you, and value those relationships you you build with coaches. Um, I think that is one of the most important things I could ever tell anybody. And I have told guys that were actually, you know, a year or two behind me, I said, Hey, if you find a coach at a school you really like, and that coach really, really is interested in you and you build that relationship with them, you know, take that seriously. Like, even if that isn't your dream school, your number one dream school, it might end up being the right place for you just because if your dream school, the coach is like, yeah, you can come here, but, You know, there's no guarantees about anything. You know, you're you're not really one of the, you know, the guys they're really looking at. They're like, yeah, maybe you can come play. You know, it's harder to be in that situation than go to a school that's just as good baseball-wise, academic-wise, where the coach is like, hey, we really, really want you. You know, we want you. We're going to develop you. And I feel like people in those situations end up developing and becoming better because they have, you know, the energy the time, the focus of their coach, and they get the, the opportunities to develop and play. And, you know, I think that's such a, such a big deal. My second piece of advice would be, um, and it's like cliche and as funny as this sounds, it's like, don't sleep on D3 schools. I know it's so hard for, you know, kids. I was in the same position where it was like kind of hard for me to like think about going to a D3. Cause I'd always seen myself. It's like, I'm, I'm a D1 guy. Like, you know, some of my buddies were going to, you know, really good D1 schools. And I was like, I'm just as good as these guys. Like, why am I not getting the same opportunities? Um, and my biggest thing is, like, those opportunities, like, some people, it, it comes later. You know, some people, it doesn't happen at all. You can go to a Division three school. And, I, you know, I know Nick Garcia would tell you the same thing. And you can have the same baseball experience, the same academic experience, the same social experience, if not better. And you can still, you know, find a way to reach your, you know, your dream. If your dream is pro ball, great. If your dream is to win a national championship, great. You can win it at the D3 level too, you know. Um, and so for me, it is, you know, it's so important just to, to look at every school. And, you know, regardless of the fact, if one's D1, D3, you know, if you really love a school, but you can't go there, you know, you won't let yourself go there because it's Division three, not Division one. You know, I, I just think that there are such great opportunities and you hear from so many guys, you know, around the country like that play D3 baseball and play it or, you know, not necessarily high division one schools. And, you know, they say I, I had such a great experience playing here and you see a lot of guys end up, you know, either in pro ball or, you know, transferring up to D1s and going into pro ball, you know, it's, it's so possible. Um, so that'd be my right. biggest advice.
0: Awesome. Alec, thanks again for coming on. This this has been awesome. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you very much. What you guys do is awesome. So.
2: Thanks so man. Glad. We appreciate it, man. Welcome back, guys. That was a really interesting interview there with Alec, and I want to bring Joe back in as well. Joe, let's let's start off by talking about Alex started pretty late in the recruiting process. I mean, he didn't really get going until right before his senior year. I mean, was that was that interesting for you to hear?
0: Yeah, and I, I, I just think that's the reality for a lot of people if they don't really know exactly what goes goes on in, in the recruiting process and the importance of starting early. But Alex also really showed that, you know, maybe it really wasn't a big deal that he started early cuz or that he started late because he focused so much on his development and just having fun with the game which is obviously like a huge part of it as well um he did talk about you know like would there have been a difference between him starting a little earlier maybe but but in reality i do think that he really chose the school that that best fit him in middlebury
2: well i think too he talked about he was told by people around him that, oh, it's going to be like later, like just just wait till later. And which, I mean, to, to an extent is true. Yeah, you don't make your decision till later. But he he also said that he didn't really have any information given to really? him. And I think that was. A just a lack of information on his part, obviously, but I mean, that's also kind of why we started this. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no game plan. There's no blueprint, but you definitely, if you're behind the eight ball, kind of like Alec was and starting late and getting your name out late. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some stories where you're still able to go to great places like Middlebury or, or any, any good school to play baseball academically, all, all the things that we look for in a school, but it's it's definitely a lot
0: more difficult, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely is. Um, you just your options are, are going to be limited. I mean, unless you're unless you show up at a camp the summer before your senior year and are pumping ninety to ninety five, it's it's just the reality of it. You know, for those for those big Division one schools, they're already done recruiting, and and I think that's what people need to realize is the the big Division one schools. Yeah, like they'll they'll have most of their commits done before those guys even go into their junior year right so if you're waiting and waiting and waiting and you're just getting on these coaches lists before your senior year it 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 just becomes a lot more difficult
2: well and and don't don't get me wrong for everyone listening to this because we've talked about how you need to find that perfect balance of you need to be ready to get recruited uh, like we talked about our last couple episodes if you if you weren't there player development wise to go out and showcase your skills and you need to work on your player development and you can't, you're not at a point to go get recruited until later in your high school career, that might be the way to go. So you, you need to figure it out, what, what's going to work best for you. But I also want to talk about, Alec was a dual sport athlete his freshman year of college. There's there's not too many people that can say that.
0: No, there there aren't. And um, you know, I just, I just think Alec. You know, I, I personally know Alec, and he just loves playing sports. And you know, he doesn't think of it as too much of, you know, like I have to do this. It's, it's more of the I have the opportunity to do things that I love. And I think that's what I love about Alec. He's just a super happy kid. But you, you see that in his ability to take on that challenge of playing. Not one sport in college, two sports. And it, it is just a really cool story. And I think he he would tell anyone it was just a great experience for him.
2: Well, I think the word that you used right there of a challenge is a perfect way to describe it because it is a challenge. And it was awesome to have a dual sport athlete here here on the podcast because there's, there's not too many of them. But I think the biggest chunk of his story um, – that a lot of us including both of us can relate to is just kind of holding out for that that perfect d1 opportunity that that may or may not come
0: yeah and i think his story is specifically interesting because who was it that talked about the list oh it was pat it was pat, pat yeah. who talked about yeah like this is what i want out of a school and and alec kind of had the a very similar thing to that i mean um, Anyone from from Marin County in the Bay Area will know that his high school, Branson High School, is a very prestigious academic school, and he and his family obviously take academics very seriously. And that in itself really narrowed down his list for for schools at, at any level, really, Division One, Division Two, and Division Three. Um, and so it just makes sense that he's at Middlebury. Such a great school academically, a very challenging school, but, you know, in terms of, of getting the most out of your money for, for that degree, it, it, it's a great school.
2: Well, and I think too, it's whether you have Pat's list of, whether it be baseball wise, academic wise, socially, or, or Alex just knowledge that he wanted to go to a high level academic institution the more organized you can be in your recruiting process and the more you can target certain types of schools or certain schools specifically, I think that's going to be helpful. I mean, knowing what you want is half half the process of finding the right fit for you. So I think however you can deduce that and whoever that is for you, it could be location, it could be academics, it could be baseball, it could be whatever you want it to be. But the sooner and the best that you can Organize that and create what you want in a school. I think that's only going to benefit your recruiting process.
0: Exactly, and I mean, I think people limit themselves so much
2: without doing,
0: but without even doing enough research. Right. So you think of Middlebury as this super high academic school, and you know you're just like, okay, again, we go into the stigma about D three. Like these guys are just playing because they love the game. Like they're not really going to go anywhere with it. And Alex told me about one of his buddies who's, I can't even remember the name right now, but he's 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 getting pro looks. He's a hitter. He He's consistent, 100 exit exit velos in the cages off of hit tracks. But again, we, we think about, we go back to Alex's little recruiting pitch for Middlebury. And I mean, he's talking about their indoor facilities. He's talking about hit tracks. And these are resources that, a lot of mid-major schools division 1 schools might not even have that middlebury has that can help and be a huge part of player development for oh, anyone thought, in the northeast i thought that was
2: i thought that was huge i mean yeah i mean I, I couldn't even tell you another school that has that technology to be able to to provide those tools for players let alone at a d3 school which doesn't have a ton of funding mm-hmm. to be able to do this and mm-hmm and those are types of things that you might not even see on paper or on their websites when you're looking at them. So I think you said it perfectly that don't limit yourself. I mean, obviously have an idea of what you want, but also don't limit yourself. But but again, guys, this is this is the type of stuff that we want to provide you guys. We want to give you looks into different schools and different journeys and different stories about how guys end up where they are. So if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review or, or share this with your friends or your family or anybody who you think can benefit from this type of information. We come at you every Tuesday here at Official Visit with new episodes, trying to give you guys from all over the country at all different levels, but reach out to us on, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, email us let us know what you guys want to hear because again this is for you guys and we want to provide the best content that we possibly can for all of our listeners so until next week we'll we'll come back at you guys with another great episode thanks guys